Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. Who? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> One tigger. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. That was uh, a late edition. That was all I could hope for. Uh, I, you certainly took me aback. I didn't even have the thing open. I was scrambling. This is why there was an extra long pause before I said I was a Winnie the Pooh character. I, I do I do jump on you all the time. Yeah, you're excitable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like honey. Checks out. Sure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, comic books, before we get uncomfortable. What? Uncomfortable? But what? Well, I'm going to pour honey on you and then jump on you. Mm. Hey, it's Mites, this is episode 134. We are going to be reading, well, I guess not reading, we'll be discussing Wayward, uh, Volumes 1 and 2 in their book um, we're, club. We're going to record us reading it, just quietly. <laughs> well, I was going to read it aloud. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, and describe every panel as well. Absolutely. This is like an audio book, right? That's yep. what this is. Yep. It's an audio book. Mm-hmm. Audio comic books. They finally figured that out. Yeah, we finally cracked the code. You just read the script. It's very exciting. Yeah, doesn't sound too good. No, not really. But we'll be t- we'll talk about that later. Uh, but first, we have comic books that came out this week to talk about, don't we, Eric? Mm, boy, <laughs> boy. Mm-hmm. It is time. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. It is time for weekly floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show, and Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, usually we agree, sometimes we disagree. There's a mush meter at times, one to five, depending on how mushy we are on our feelings. It's true. Feelings get mushy, guys. They do. They mm-hmm. often do. Especially about comic books. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Our first book this week is Avengers Standoff. Welcome to Pleasant Hill, number one. Written by Nick Spencer, pencils Mark Bagley, Scott Hanna on inks, Paul Mounts colors, Clinton Cowles on letters. Um, this is, I don't know if they've officially ever said this, but this, all this Avengers standoff stuff is leading up to Civil War 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. I don't know if Marvel's officially come down on, I mean, it's not like it's rocket science. Uh, it is clearly setting up a, uh, a conflict. Um, uh, the issue jumps back and forth. Uh, but is mostly taking place in a weird, um, like fifties esque idyllic small town America. Mm-hmm. With the du- we're following a dude who doesn't remember how he got there, and it seems like they're imprisoning him. Um, and it is leading up to it. Clearly, is setting the stage for Minority Report style. I don't know esque pre crime stuff, mind wipes. You know. Ethical, gray ethical stuff to do to criminals to stop them from being criminals. Um, what'd you think? 
I, I you know, I thought it was a, a, a pretty decent read. It's, um, I, I liked the reveal at the end. I mean, nothing about it is really groundbreaking and the art is, I mean, it's fine. It's passable. It's kind of stock standard, uh, for a Marvel book, you know, sort of on the less exciting end of that. Yes. But it, it, it reads good. It kept my interest. Um, I don't know. I could see following it. I I think it's a, I think it's a good solid book. I agree that this comic is interesting mm-hmm. because I like the idea of us rooting for the villains to get out, like they're the protagonists mm-hmm. in a certain way. I don't like it as the setup for Civil War Two. If this is the primary like the, theoretical conflict about if this is good or not, because mm-hmm. it's just it's just going to end up whoever is in support of this is gonna seem like a jerk yeah it like i don't like it's the same problem with civil war one like yes tony stark and reed richards and all them were theoretically correct and yet yes they should be registered and stuff like that but it ends up just turning them into jerks that you don't like at whatsoever i want to like tony stark i want to like reed richards or at least like sure they can have flaws i don't want them to be monsters and I don't care who they are. You shouldn't be mind wiping people. Is I, I don't I don't see any gray like a lot of gray in that. Even if they are villains. Well, I think I don't think it's really fair to judge a book by what you think is going to be. I mean, I think it's a fair cop what you're saying, but I think this book in and of itself works just fine. I don't think it's I I, I will judge this. I will judge what you're saying after. I have verified things. It's the same thing with um, the whole Captain America versus Captain America shtick. You know, I, I think it's better to look back on it and say, yeah, that was terrible than to assume it's going to be terrible. Does that make sense? I, yes, I understand. I, and again, I think this comic is fine. I, I think I'm a mm-hmm. mushy, I'm probably mushy no, guy on this. Um, and I, like this alone, I probably will enjoy following. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very hesitant about Civil War Two, but this comic I, itself is fine. I could tell you just from the concept of Civil War Two that I'm not excited about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, Civil War One, it it happened. It's fine. Why would you do it again? Other than people are boring and sequels make money. I, I mean, it, and there's I like don't know that movie coming out that is literally yes. titled Captain America: Civil War. Of course, but. It's asinine to me. I don't know. I I don't care. Yes. I enjoy this book. I yes. don't. I I'm sure when this event comes out, we'll read the first couple of books. We'll say it's terrible. <laughs> um. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a buy mush meter maybe three. I would say. I'm just flat out buy. Oh, I okay. I I enjoyed the book. I think it's excellent. All right. So that's a. It's a double buy mush meter of a one and a half. There's a decimal uh, in there for you. You sir are good at uh, dividing by two. I put it on my resume. Mm-hmm. It's a good. It's a strong resume. That's what they tell me. Mm-hmm. Our next comic is Power Man and Iron Fist. Number one, written by David Walker, art Sanford Green, Lee Luffridge on colors, Clayton Cowles again doing letters in production. Uh, I this is a cool comic. I I dig it. And it's good to see, this feels like a book that's, that, like, I don't know, Sanford's drawing it like he really cares about it, and that, that makes me happy that he's, I don't know, he's, he's doing a real book and not just random episode of the X-Men where nothing happens. It's good to see him 
I don't know. I'm excited about this book. A lot of talent's getting behind it. Sanford is doing an amazing job. It reads great. Just buy buy this forever. Yeah, I Luke Cage and I, I Luke Cage in in, in uh, Iron Fist together. It's a fun buddy cop thing. There's mm-hmm. to- Tombstone is in this comic. Tombstone is definitely in this comic, and he's really weird. He yeah, he looks like a he is a monster. I mean, he literally yeah. is a monster. So I mean, it's not that crazy. But you know, it, it's funny. It 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 looks really really nice. It reads well. I'm a buy. Mm. I don't. I can't. I, I mean, like I could keep describing how good it. Like it's a really good number one issue. I, I know it. Uh, it it would really be flogging a dead horse. It's just if. If you're looking for a full-out great comic, read this one. Yeah, I, I hope it does look, look very well. Look look for the Chris Visions uh, alternate cover, variant cover. Get that one. Chris Visions is, is delightful. I really like that guy. This book, is, this book is good. Yeah, it's very good. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll be, I, I don't know if we're going to – we may or may not ever read this on the podcast again, but I'll be buying those. So. Well, everyone needs to read it. Yeah, you should definitely get it. Power Man, Iron Fist, number one, double buy. Like that's the I think that's like the the safest assumed double buy I could have thought yeah. of. No, absolutely. Our uh, pretty obvi. Oh, you teens and your mm-hmm. your lingo. Yeah, you know how it is. Your Snapchats. Snapchat. I hate Snapchat so much. <laughs> uh, our next book is Uncanny and Humans number five, written by Charles Soule, art Brandon Peterson, uh, Hava Tartaglia colors. If you say so. I don't. It's I. I maybe it might be Java, but I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say it's Hava Tartaglia. Either I'm way. sure I'm sure you're extremely wrong, no matter what. Yeah, you do. I'm, I'm sure it's a third correct way that I'm I can't envision. Uh, and then letters Clayton Cowles. Um, this is uh they just ended uh the first arc of of uh, this book. Uh, Ahura is back with uh, I guess shared custody with Medusa mm-hmm. and Black Bolt. Uh, Black <laughs> Black Bolt is uh he's running uh uh. A bar? It's like a big casino, yeah. like crazy nightclub thing. Yeah, Night- Black Bolt nightclub owner. Yeah. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool, in my opinion. I like everything about it, but the way, except for that thing on his head. I don't, I, I the like. The thing on his head is a little silly. His, his, I like his Black Bolt inspired tux. That's, no, uh, no, the tux is cool. I, that's, that's got, yeah, that's kind of, that, that's a, that's a pretty pimp move. I, I, I don't like the thing on his head, but other than, like I, I'm a big fan of just the simple tuning fork. That's it. I was gonna say he has a thing on his head. Yeah, I like just that. I don't like the tiara tuning fork thing. He has well, it going does, on. It doesn't just. It gets part of his costume. It doesn't just grow out of his head. I, it's I, his crown. He's I, a king. I, I, well, not anymore. I, well, I, I know this. They're divorced at this point, Separated. sort of. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't. I'm not sure how inhuman marriage works, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't think they had a divorce uh, like ceremony. I don't think they filled out paperwork. I think uh, Black. They did. You Black, think that they didn't go to the clerk of court? No, Blackpool exploded uh, their house, and then they split up. I guess after uh, Medusa figured out that uh, why he didn't tell her uh, to do that. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's this is a lot of fun. It, mm-hmm. It's it's a. Uh, I think I like this more than the uh, the Crystal Inhumans book. I, I thought it was pretty good, though the Crystal book. Yeah, what's not, no, that, I'm not saying that's bad. I just think this mm-hmm. is I don't know. Like 
I guess they're good counterparts to each other because that seems yeah. like that's more of like, hey, this is important. Like, there's gonna yes. like it's world shattering, and this is more like, look at weird hijinks happening in mm-hmm. Black Bolt's nightclub with like a, a lady yeah, and her psychic fox, and uh, the thing. It's like, yeah, it's a story being told in multiple parts, and it's really nice to get all these different perspectives and these different characters. This is, I mean, it's fun and it's sexy and it's a cool book. Yeah. It's really beautiful too. Yeah, it's uh, they, I. That 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 last book was the last of Steve McNiven's work on it, but uh, mm-hmm. th- it still looks really nice. It still looks really yeah. good. Yeah, inc- the cover is like a gorgeous piece of art. Is that the same artist who did the cover? Yeah, it's Brandon Peterson. Oh, okay, yeah, looks it does in inside and out. Yeah, um, he he drew ticker tape uh, Stephen Tyler. <laughs> who is this guy? I don't know him. He's horrifying. He's a an human, I guess. He he reminds me of a well. It's, uh, Apocalypse Now, Heart of Darkness, uh, mm-hmm. guy. Uh, Dennis Hopper played him in Apocalypse Now. Okay. Uh, he was he like, also made of post-it notes? He was had very colorful costume, like he uh, had very, like it was all like patches and stuff. And I, this, it, I would not be surprised if that is what they're going for, like a crazy MC dude who also has his hand in some dirt once in, mm-hmm. once in a while. Um, I'm a buy. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like that. I don't like Medusa and Black Bolt may not be like a couple, but I like them working together. I, mm-hmm. I I like seeing them understand, you know, and be friendly at least. I I I do expect them to get to back together at some point, but you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. I mean, Medusa can have her thing with Human Torch uh, for now, but uh, I'm, bye bye, just buy it. It's good. It's a good book. Totes, totes, my goats. Double bye. Unhuman, uncanny and humans, number five, each. <laughs> it's in the alphabet. It, you're right. Mm-hmm. Can't dispute that. Sometimes it's on the top of buildings where they have to land helicopters. It's, oh, it's true as well. Does mm-hmm. this book have credits? Um, yes, they're on page five. This, yes. Uh, After all the covers and <laughs> BS. Uh, our next book is Harley Quinn, number 25. Uh, written by Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti. Art by Chad Hardin. Colors by Alex Sinclair. Letters by Tom Napolitano. Um, I bought this book mainly because I saw that there's the, they did the Harley Quinn Joker thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This book seems better than the last time we read it. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's thoroughly excellent. I think it's, it, it's got a good concept and good execution. I like the whole idea of her confronting the Joker as an abuser and them getting into a fist fight, you know, sort of as equals. It's pretty intense, and I uh, I like this Chad Harden guy. This uh, this this Joker is really cool looking. It's a, just a really nice looking book in general. It's very very nicely done. Yes, it it's there's still plenty of like. Harley Quinn, like the dumb stuff yeah. that we mentioned before, but it's it it's very much coming out of that book, and it's very Palmiotti. I mean, the whole part in the beginning where she just takes off her shirt for no reason. <laughs> She's just like, "Oh, I have some boobs, guys." With with poison ivy. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, exactly. It's so stupid, <laughs> but I mean, I, it's it still manages to be a good book. Like I I was very surprised by how how good it is and i i would like to hate this and i like it i actually like it like i'm 
easily a buy on this book. And if other issues of this are like this, then I feel like we're missing something. Because this is really good. Yeah, there's substance to this. Absolutely. Much like I, our, our, the, the Deadpool book from last week. It's dead. I mean, like, and Harley Quinn is like, that's what DC's doing with her now, that she's becoming their Deadpool for a lot of ways. But, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, this has substance and it's really interesting. And that the stuff with her and the Joker, that is alone is enough for me to like this book, but there's, there's more to it than just that as well. But, uh, I'm a buy as well. Really. I'm, I'm actually going to make, maybe it could the next arc read that and see. I'd be into it. If it's like this, I mean, I, I liked the Starfire book and I like this and it's making me think like, Hmm, Connor and Palmiotti, I, they're probably really hitting a hot streak here. Um, they're, I thought they just sort of, they had their audience, they had their fans and they just appealed to that, but this is solid, solid work. And, uh, I don't know. I, I could, I could see reading it. Bubble by Harley Quinn number 25. Our final book of the week. Once it loads. Oh, Let's hope it doesn't. <laughs> oh, okay. A little preview there. Guess you give you guys a little foreshadowing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Eric's thoughts about this book. Um, is this book I've got? So the second page? I just can't see it, was, it was not made by humans. It's on the second page. Okay. Uh, is Tomb Raider number one. Script by Mariko Tamake, uh, line art by Philip Sevy, colors Michael Atea, letters Michael Heisler. This is spinning out of the Rise of the Tomb Raider video game, which I have I have played, um, although not vaguely. There's very little connection. One of the mm-hmm. dudes, her friend is from the video game is in this. Uh, her the Samoan dude is her her friend in this, and uh, she's vaguely looking for the same mystical artifact stuff. Uh, I don't understand the part about her, uh, like, getting Daredevil powers. Uh, like, training for Daredevil yeah. uh, combat. Um, not a bunch happens in this comic book. Yeah. Where you don't like this. Why, wh- wh- why would I like it? I don't know. I think is the, is the better question. I, I, like, it, it, it really feels like, cause you, you played this, this, I, the Squaresoft game? It's a Squaresoft game? Square Enix. Yeah. I, I believe Square Enix is the, I, I've, I mean, I've, Crystal Dynamics is the actual developer, mm-hmm. but published by Square. Yes, Squeenix, excuse me. Yes, um, it feels like there's a big chunk of this missing. Like there is something that I'm supposed to know or understand. I mean, uh, you clearly have to come into this with attachment for Lara Croft, this new Lara Croft. I think that. You're right. You might be right about that. Uh, for as plot wise, not mm-hmm. really. Uh, so it's just it's just this muddy. Yeah, like yeah. the the game. You're looking for a theoretical uh, key to immortality, mm-hmm. it, but and that is all that is tied thematically to this. And that she is looking theoretically for stuff about immortality. Even like they, I don't know the game. It, I don't. I don't know why this is. The, I would not be. I guess they have to leave stuff for the sequel uh, to that video game. They can't cover that same ground in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't even. I don't know. I. I don't want to necessarily spoil everything that happens in the game. It doesn't. This. It doesn't like track from one to one. Like the only thing, like you said, is maybe. Oh, I spent a lot of time with this character in that game. I would have some sort of like in, interest in seeing her continue. Um, but this. It's not a, I don't know, this, for a number one, it doesn't really 
No. Have a lot happen. Like, there's no, like, half of it is her just, like, learning how to, like, train and, like, walk through a conference and, and stuff. Like, I don't, I, like, it felt like they should have gotten a lot more done in this. Yeah, it doesn't really set any hooks or establish any clear, like, plot. Not really. And basically, I come away. I don't know. The more I read it, the more underwhelmed I was. And when I put it down, I'm like, why did I read that? This is this is clearly a book that even if you are a fan, why read this? It's I, not that good. No, I don't. Yeah, I. I it, it's not like I, I don't know. It's just in concept. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Inter- I don't like. I was like giving it a shot because I like. I enjoyed uh, the 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 rebooted Lara Croft is a relatively interesting character, even though like I think half of her plot development is like she gets beat up and falls off cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not like it's just like I don't need to watch her train. I don't need to watch like just get to the action. Get like that's what that game is great at. It's like you like have her raid a tomb. Like why isn't that happening in this comic book? Like yeah, like have like. Indiana Jones stuff going on. I know. That's the best stuff about those video games. And there's nothing. This is her like in classrooms and like international conspiracies. I'm like, that's, those aren't in the games really. Like there's like two minute cutscenes that might hint at some of that stuff, but most of it's like you're out being Indiana Jones, being, Mm -hmm. doing archaeological stuff, like looking up at like ruins and like digging into like weird supernatural history stuff. There's, it really, it really feels like sort of the teeth have been taken out of this. Like, they're afraid to make it sexy and fun. It's really just, I, I am not sure whose idea this book was, but it feels and just ma- just bad from concept. Yeah, maybe it will eventually get to, to tomb raiding and stuff, but why would they not just jump into that? Like, that's the thing I would do. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. the name of the, what? Oh, she's Tomb Raider? Well, let's start her in a tomb. I mean, I know Indiana Jones did that, but it worked in Indiana Jones. Yeah. I don't, like, why, like, that's what this, she's, that is what she is now. Like, her and Nathan Drake, as the two video game properties that are like, hey, let's look at old, like, tomb stuff and there's getting involved in conspiracies, which is straight up Indiana Jones, but that's fine. Harrison mm-hmm. Ford's 70 years old, he ain't doing that anymore, hopefully. Yep, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, I'm a do not buy. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm open to the idea that maybe down the line this comic might be okay, but right now, uh, you don't need to read this book, this issue does nothing. No. No, it's 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 good if you like bad comics. I mean, it's yeah. I don't. It's all about. I think it's the bad part is like the choices. Mm-hmm. Like what? Just make this about the interesting parts of Lara Croft. I, I don't. D- Double do not buy Tomb Raider number one. Like d- make it about like the stuff that happens in the video game that I really liked. Two of them. Ah, oh, it's nonsense. Oh, Eric, do you read anything else this week? Mm, could be. Do you want to talk Maybe about Harry? You. you want to talk about checking oh. in? You're about to you're about to hear about it. Okay, okay, we can do that. Um, did I read anything else that came out this week? There were interesting looking books, but I have not read them. I don't think I read anything else that came out this week. Um, but yeah, I think that'll do it for weekly floppies. It is now time for our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the part of the show when Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week or about what we've read, about what we've seen, uh, recommendations, all that kind of stuff, nerdy stuff. Um, you want to start us off, Eric? You want me to start? Oh, that's irrelevant. Why don't you go for once? Okay. I just like, I like just kicking it right to you. Mm-hmm. I know. You're, you're a monster. <laughs> well, 
that that make that makes you a monster, literally worse than Hitler. Whoa! All right, it's, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I mean, I hey man, I tell it like it is. I'm a straight shooter. Okay, Donald. S- straight Talk Express. Oh, okay, McCain then. Yeah, no, that John McCain's way better. Than oh no, Trump. yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not. Yeah, like, it's, no. that's not a contest. No, not even. I I mean, at least at one point, John McCain was a a sane and uh like committed public servant yep i agree with those i agree with those things um i will talk first uh about a video game eric mm-hmm. I, yeah, crazy, I, huh? you never ever do that never do you do that. uh it's my outlet so i don't start a third podcast um i uh, played a game called firewatch have you heard anything about that i have not it came out not this past tuesday but the tuesday before so two weeks ago at this point mm-hmm. um it is a uh I don't like this this term, but it is you know if you look up the genre on Steam, this is what it says: walking simulator. Okay. Like a Gone Home. Did you ever play through Gone Home? No, I did not. It's also I. It's also a good game. Uh, it is like it. It's a, a story driven game. There's you know you're not running and jumping and there's no combat. It's stuff like that. You're walking around, you're exploring, and while you do that, you get a story. You know, it's it, it's like an adventure game without all the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Which Frankly, I prefer it that way. <laughs> I don't need to combine a cat and a toothbrush to solve a puzzle. You know, I can just, you know, like, actually just let me walk across that thing and then tell me why I'm doing that, you know? Well, a cat, a cat toothbrush, you could pet something and brush your teeth. I'm sure that would be the reason that how that, how that solved that puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Firewatch is set in 1989. You are a dude in his late 30s. Think or maybe early forties, you know, getting close to middle age. Uh, some bad stuff has happened to you personally, you know. Some and you are taking a job, a summer job, watching for fires in Wyoming and for the Park Service. So you are going to be like mostly isolated, you know, in a park tower, just kind of walkie-talkie into you know people, telling, making sure that if there's a fire, you look, you say, hey, there's a fire, so that someone can respond to it. You know, you're it's a very simple to clear your head uh, over the personal stuff that's happened to you. Uh, and then most of the game, the, most of the story is told by with dialogue with another your boss, basically another park ranger who is at a, a distant tower and you guys are you talk back and forth and you know a relationship develops and you learn things about yourself and the other person and as you do this there's kind of a mystery developing in the area and you kind of go through it go through the story and um do you know ollie moss i do know ollie moss he did all the art design for this game that's uh that's very exciting it is a very beautiful game yeah Um, he's incredibly talented he's kind of one of those artists who just does whatever in the fuck he wants yeah and he can exactly so he spent like years just working on all the art in this game uh it looks really nice it has tons of personality and character uh it, the voiceovers in the writing is really really good um it is it is what the game is mostly like get like that is what most of the game is because you're not a bunch of mechanical stuff like you're not platforming or com or fighting anything it's mostly like just run walking around and 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 talking and and, and doing like there's some like choices like about what you'd say in, in in dialogue trees and stuff like that um but the voiceover the the two main voice actors are great and the writing is really solid as well um i don't want to give it took me three hours to beat it it's not a huge game mm-hmm. i kind of appreciate that sometimes 
in these, these types of games where it's like, hey, here we get in, tell our story, and we're out. You know, it's not a 50-hour Fallout game where you're, you know, most spend most of the time, like, going into factories and shooting people. Uh, but the story's really, really good. I really, it has a lot of personality, a lot of character in it. And it, mm. it's, uh, I don't know, like, at certain points you, like, the I think the biggest game thing you do is try not to get lost in the woods. Right. You have a compass and you have a map. You can actually turn off the, like, it, it does have, like, a locator where you are on the map. You can actually turn that off if you want and, like, treat it like you're actually out in the woods. But it's, it really does, it, it establishes a sense of place really well. It, it really feels like you're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, the cool, a cool really, like, thing about this game that is not necessarily connected to the story at all, but at a certain point you find a disposable camera that someone has left behind in the woods somewhere. The picture, there's like, and there's like 20 pictures left to take on it. You can take those pictures, uh, and the developer or using a company will develop those pictures for you and send them to you. Mm. So I have pictures on my way from what I took in the game. Like real pictures? Well, I, I assume the same pictures that I took in the game printed out on photo paper, like you would if you took them to a photo mat or mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, they're, they're literally mailing them to you. They are mailing them to me. That is pretty interesting actually is there a charge for that um it wasn't the shipping's free i think it was it wasn't that much uh i can look hmm. find receipt i i it was such a cool thing like part of the experience cuz i was like just the thinking about what pictures i was i cuz i figured i'm like i'm definitely going to order these things mm-hmm. um i was like thinking about like what do i actually 15 dollars is how much it costs hmm. including shipping hmm. uh, you get like 20 pictures or so and it's interesting what I like as I was taking pictures. I'm thinking about like, what am I taking this picture for? Like, am I picturing like, am I like trying to think of the story stuff I want to remember, or am I just like, hey, that looks really pretty? Which mm-hmm. it, the game does look very pretty. Yeah. Um, and that itself was kind of a neat thing. But I would. It's twenty dollars on Steam. It is really cool experience. I'm probably gonna play it again because I just uh, there's a little there's a few variations on dialogue. I'm really curious how it affects the gameplay, and there's I'm sure there's stuff I missed because I've heard people play it like take seven or eight hours to beat. You know, if you really poke around in every corner, but it's a really good game. Um, if you liked Gone Home, if you're listening and like Gone Home, you'll like this. It's not a you know it is that type of game. It's a story driven. I don't like Walking Simulator, but I would I would call it a story driven ex- exploration game. Mm-hmm. I think Walking Simulator is a concise enough way to say that, though. I know. it's. I don't know. A lot of people use it pejoratively, which is why I don't like it. I get that, but I I mean, I don't know. I will form my own feelings about things. The The fact that Ollie Moss worked on this, because he, he really is. He's one of those people that can, I don't know. It would be like if Banksy designed a video game. You would probably take note. The game would not work as nearly as well if it did not look the way it does. No, it, I mean the it, the dialogue and this and the voice acting is really really good, but it does have a very distinct you know mm-hmm. look that is really very it's very pretty. I mean, have it, you seen Ali Moss's like his Star Wars posters yes, or anything yeah, like yeah, that? I've looked at I looked that stuff up. I want to say well, it was Mondo. It wasn't Ali Moss. I was thinking about that Batman um, record that you got me. I don't think I think that was Mondo. I don't think it was Ollie Moss. That was I. Did, I bought it from Mondo. I don't know who actually you know, did the designs for it. But that I don't know. He's got a very striking aesthetic, and I can see how this comes out of that. It's pretty interesting, actually. 
Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, it's, yeah, this is, this is worth discussion, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the DC in, they had a big thing, um, this past week, uh, talking about rebirth, which I, I, I don't, I'm going to wait for those comics to come out before I start talking about what I, they're going to be. I, I, I'm not, I mean, we could presuppose a lot about uh, what, what those comics are, especially after what Dan DiDio said about what those comics are going to be. But, uh, I, my, mm-hmm. the other news out of that was that they signed in Tom King to an exclusive, uh, deal that he will which, work, he'll do yeah. only for them. He will write good. for DC and Vertigo. Which good for him. Um, that's a smart move by DC because Tom King is. really is. He's, he is, he is fantastic. And I would do it if I was DC. They need more top shelf people like Tom King. Um, he's going to finish 12 issues, I think, of, um, of Vision. Correct, Before, yes. before he, uh, He'll finish. heads off to DC. He said he had a, you know, no matter what, he, they always had 12 issues to tell mm-hmm. this one story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if, you know, if he was around, he'd do more, if, or if there was, the sales were good enough. But, you know, now, yeah. the rumor is he's going to be the new Batman writer. I could do for that. That would be that would make me happy. Scott Snyder is going to move to Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, still do some, you know, obviously still write Batman, but Batman is the basically the the core Batman book now, and yeah. Tom King would be writing it. So I'm that makes me immediately interested in reading that Batman book. Right. So that right there, and that I mean that's a sale for DC just because they did that. Um, positive. But, other another positive thing that comes out of this is. Uh, Sheriff of Babylon is Vertigo. Correct. So, so that will also not end. Well, I think it is a concrete. I think he has an end in mind for it. Well, I mean, is not just going to go away because True. of this yes, deal. It will, it that will, is what I mean. It will not disappear. Yes, there will continue to be Sheriff Babylon until the story is over. Yeah. Um. That's about it. I was in Arizona. It's brown, dry mm. for a bit. How? What was your in and out experience? Uh, we actually talked about like it's. Fine. Yeah, I, that was exactly my impression. I was very underwhelmed for. I I think it. I uh, my conclusion was it was a it started and it was around before we had all these boutique you know mm-hmm. burger places like Five Guys and there's other ones. Um, and it, so it existed before those and was special. Now it's just another one of them. Honestly, so- I would take Wendy's over Five Guys. Or uh, excuse me, I would take Wendy's over. Uh, um, in and out. It's not that impressive to me. It was, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I just, I wanted to try it once. Yeah. But I don't. Jack, I, Jack in the Box is, is pretty righteous, though. Have you I, been? I've never gone to a Jack in the Box. They're fun. I don't know why I like it. I just do. But yeah, my, my, my in and out experience, not, not that great a sandwich. I thought I was like, hey, it's a burger. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not offensive, but yeah. No, I know. It's not great. Um, what do you want to talk about, Eric? Ooh. Well, I finally have gotten my way around to reading that Rick and Morty comic that I mentioned, I think, last week. You did. How does it compare to the show? It's similar. Um, it's, I don't think Zach Gorman has, uh, quite gotten a full hold of it yet. Like, I, it was only a couple of issues, you know, first volume trade. But, I mean, he does a good job and it feels like Rick and Morty and, I like Zach Gorman, so I mean, it was a good read. I kind of want to see where he goes from there. It wasn't, it was more episodic than I would have liked. It wasn't like a story. No continuity? Yeah, I mean, some, like, theoretically, like, events happen, 
and it takes you from there to there, but they basically ignore what happened in the previous issue, and it just amounts to, oh, well, they're not at home right now. But they they handle the characters well. It feels like Rick and Morty and Beth, and it's interesting. Then they try and use all the characters like they use all the characters in the show. So it's 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 worth looking into. I I definitely like uh, Zach Gorman. Um, he used to do um, I Draw Nintendo or I Draw Ninja Turtles dot Tumblr dot com. Did a bunch of uh, viral little cute comics. So I'm glad he's doing some writing. So yeah, I I would recommend it, even though I think it uh, probably would get better over time. He's ten issues deep now. That was just volume one. The other thing I would talk about real briefly is, uh, are you familiar with Kyle Webster, Kyle T. Webster? I don't think so. If, it seems like he's had a lot of booths at a lot of cons I've gone to lately, and it's what drew me. But he makes uh, Photoshop brushes that like a lot of legit digital artists are using. Like He's done really well for himself, um, and I had his Mega Pack. It's like 14 bucks for, I don't know, it's like a it's like 50 brushes or something like that, maybe 100. I never really counted, but I bought uh, four new ones today to finish up my uh, screen print posters. A, 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 a pack of pastels, a, a cross-hatching brush, a screen tone brush, and it's called the Xerox brush, but it just looks weird and, I don't know, I like the ones that are grimy and add texture to things. Those are the ones that I'm the most interested in. I paid about $17, probably end up got uh, getting, uh, I don't know, probably another 50 brushes. So I feel like it was uh, a pretty good purchase. But uh, I can I can guarantee you most of the artists that you follow, I know I've seen some of these textures in just last week. I saw them in um, The Wicked and the Divine. So I, I, I guarantee you the pro artists that, you know and are following are probably using these so if uh if you like drawing and painting in photoshop at all this is absolutely worth your time there's somebody who i saw a twitter thing about uh i assume he oh uh, yeah when he was talking about how he's getting pirated that was then yes i that was I, i saw that on twitter and i you know i he's not hurting i mean obviously you shouldn't pirate these things and if you can afford to, I mean, they're not expensive. You know, it's the kind of thing that he is a small artist trying to make a living, and he's doing it in a very smart way, you know, and creating something that he can sell to people. I like that, you know. Um, I really don't think, he just said, like, that's $45,000 out of my pocket. And I'm like, I, you don't necessarily know that. The people that are stealing it will not necessarily buy it. I don't know. I think that that's a really gray area, and I think trying to sum it up in a tweet is kind of preposterous. I don't know. It's not a debate really worth having, but you know, if you can afford to buy Photoshop brushes, you should. You should not just torrent them, although there's zero DRM, because you can't DRM Photoshop brushes. <laughs> Use yes, a lot. sir. I have definitely used um, the Mega Pack, the fifteen dollar Mega Pack. I've used it extensively, certainly in my most recent project. Um, but they're they're good, you know. They're fun to work with, and 
kind of the problem that I have with them, and it's all like a problem with Photoshop, you know, that there's so many of them, and it's hard to keep straight which ones are good and which ones you like, and, you know, this is my favorite for this, and it's it's difficult to track it all. But um, I would definitely recommend it for uh, for the budding artists out there or, you know, the not so budding artists, the professionals, definitely. But they're 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 not expensive and fun to mess around with. So I'd say give them a shot. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, Eric. Oh, so, Robbie. You want to talk about some Ninja Turtles? Sure. Kappa. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Which? The first one? Ninja Turtles 3. Oh. With Kappa. No, 3 is really bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're correct. I have a soft spot for one in a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. They're both terrible, but they're, you know, warm, fuzzy memories. Yeah, I, as a child, I really enjoyed uh, one especially and two a little bit less. Uh, eh, I It's bad, but it's charming. Go, Ninja, go. Yep. Go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Mm-hmm. Go, go, go. Vanilla ice. Yep. That's, that's very, yep, vanilla ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that, checking in. Can be over. A little bit of talk about vanilla ice, as always. Oh, yeah. Of course. The vanilla ice segment is over. The vanilla ice segment is over. It is time for our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is the part of the show when Eric and I will assign a longer collected work uh, and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Um, there will be spoilers. Uh, this week, we are doing Wayward, numbers 1 through 10, volumes 1 and 2, by Jim Zub and Steve Cummings. Uh, we read the first two issues for this podcast, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you followed up a some? I read the first volume. First trade? Okay. On my own, because I thought it was a neat book. I, I, I did have my problems with it. Like, I don't think it's necessarily flawless, but... Um, it, it's certainly, uh, it's, I, I certainly thought it was a good book, and I was not disappointed. I enjoyed it more uh, going deeper into it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to looking forward to chatting it up about this. Yeah, I only had read the first two issues, um, which were very uh, sort of introductory uh, to this whole world. Uh, they, they add characters at a very steady pace. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the, the first one or two is just, you know, every single issue seems to add a new character, new twists. Um. This is oft compared to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think I, I guess that's not too bad a comparison. I felt like Buffy was really unbalanced in that she was the only character. I don't know. Everyone else just felt. I don't know. I didn't get too far into it. I never watched really any of the television show, so I can't. I don't really have a point of comparison for it. But I, th- I think sort of the general shape of that works. That it's you know about teenagers fighting magic and evil and monsters and things it's it's fairly apt i think yeah uh it, this book is it it uses japanese mythology mm-hmm. as a as a basis for a lot of the fiction a lot of the monsters you know she's fighting are from japanese mythology um she is a the, the main character uh, ostensibly is rory who is was it Irish and Japanese? Yeah, yeah, Irish and Japanese. She even says Jesus at some point. <laughs> she did. Yeah, I remember thinking She's about that. Very. Her her dad is. Um, yeah, her dad is uh, the guy from Preacher. 
Cassidy. Oh, it's Cassidy, sir. Yeah, sir, father. Yeah. I didn't know that. Cl- clearly, I mean, well, you can't tell me he doesn't have some fucking ugly redheaded children running around somewhere. One, well, yeah, almost positive about that. I, oh, I, yeah. I'm not, I didn't know vampires could procreate. I don't have an answer for that. I thought like they died, and so their body functions don't work the way normal. Mm. They don't make little babies anymore. I, th- I think that's a good theory, but I don't know. I don't. I think it depends on the vampire mythos you want to buy into. Um, I think that is really the critical part. But she is returning to Japan um, to stay with her mother, who is uh, it's revealed that she is deeper into things than than we, at least at first glance, into the magic that this world is, uh, which mm. is for. I don't know. There seems to be a lot of like very seemingly obvious things happening, and not the general public is completely unaware. Yeah, that's just sort of the the way of things, isn't it? The like, oh, this building just fell down. Eh, eh, it's okay. Who cares? No one notices. They'll fix it. Yeah, I, I actually by the end of this, I was thinking it reminded me of like American Gods, the Neil Gaiman. I book. could. I I think that's not too bad either. I mean, if they really are what they're saying there, and that's not just some silly reveal. Yeah. But uh, I'm, 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 I'm curious who they're supposed to be. If they're supposed to be based on, uh, like, actual, like, you know, from characters from the Kojiki or something like that. Um, you know, like the ones we read about in um, Asaki Ojimbo and Grass Cutter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are. It does. It as obvious. Like the. It, Pretty clear, like, hey, they're teenagers and they're fighting a whole bunch of very old mythological creatures. Um, and this weird dude with the, the hat and the bow tie, uh, lot like Japanese Lyle Landley. Um, I, we, I, obviously the, the series is still continuing, so there's still some things that aren't necessarily for sure about some stuff, but, uh, that, that's what I got from by the end, by the, you know, that last reveal. That's what it immediately went like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. New guys were sold. New mythos versus new old mythos, or who knows? Oh, yeah. um, it's 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 the old versus the young trope. Yeah, which, which I I mean I I don't I don't necessarily mean that uh, pejoratively. No, I, 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 I mean it's it's always interesting, at least to look at. You know, it's always relevant. There are always young people. And there's always old people. Do you think that this book is fair? Like, it's not just using, like, Japanese culture as, like, window dressing. Do I think it's, what, appropriation? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's possible. Even a little. It's possible that it is. I mean, it feels well-researched, and it feels real. It feels like this could be an anime. Yeah. Like, I don't read this and think this is someone. I mean, you get a little bit of that, like, in the beginning. Like, it's a little bit corny that she she's writing Nippon on the window and she carves Hitori into her arm. Like, that's a little stupid. Um, but it feels really immersed in it. Like, this could definitely be an anime. This could definitely be... I don't really see a big difference in this. This feels almost manga style. You know, this yes. feels like a good, interesting manga. I could see this working. And the fact that, like, if you look at the guest covers... You know, if it was like really racist and bad, I don't think Guri Hiru would jump in and do a cover. Right. You know, it doesn't it doesn't read to me like I think it could. I think it is a little clunky in some parts, but certainly when they start introducing characters other than Rory, 
I think she's easily the least interesting character. If it was only her, I think I would not like this book. I concur. But I think that all the other characters are far more interesting, and the dynamic with all of them makes it a good, solid read. I really want to like Rory more than I do. I just don't like her. They don't. They don't really do a lot for her. Like she doesn't change much as a character. You know, like there's no. not. Like her powers well, it, are very ill defined. Yeah, she does. I mean, she does change, but she changes radically. That she's just like, oh, I'm this girl, and I'm lost in Japan. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden, I'm super badass girl for whatever reason. Yeah, suddenly, and I'm we, taking charge. Yeah, yeah we are in control. Yeah, exactly. I it's, I simultaneously murder like six different things all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I I I definitely don't like that thing it, it really minimalizes the fact like they're going to attack this one temple it's going to be a big struggle and she just shows up and boom like i just did six at once mm-hmm. i'm super cool but i mean that's that's not really it, it it feels like that's kind of the manga genre yeah you know someone attains this next level then they're i don't know they come and fucking clean house <laughs> that's that's pretty normal honestly. yeah i yes you're you're not wrong yeah um i don't i i, I just that's like the main thing that popped in my head i'm like i i doesn't feel like wrong in any way you know it doesn't feel racist but i there are, mm-hmm. i know there are people who say it doesn't matter like it was the white guy who wrote it and he used stuff from a different culture so can i shouldn't do that i have been thinking about this an awful lot lately and i don't think it really applies to Japan because they're an incredibly rich and powerful country. They're not like, it's not like you're stealing culture from Haiti or, or Cuba or something, you know? They're, I mean, they're, they're yeah, a very Western country. Yes. They're very Westernized. They're very affluent. I mean, they have their own little walled off weird society and other people find it interesting. Like I, I'm not going to say that cultural appropriation is okay, and it certainly can be kind of icky when dumb white kids, you know, dress up in kimonos or do whatever, but they don't really seem to have that much of a problem with it, and they're, like, they're not hurting for it. They're, you know, it, it's it's okay. It's not like you're going to, I don't know. It It doesn't really feel all that wrong, and there's no real sociological reason for i mean there's there's no power structure you know right like we're not oppressing japanese people we're actually probably really boosting their economy anime has probably done gotten more dumb dumb americans flying to japan than anything in years i i mean so, so i'm sure they're just like oh this is great go for it i'd really and like I, I i i think it's I think it's silly to criticize it to say that you can only write things that's your own culture. There's a difference in there's a difference in this book and dumb white hipster girls wearing headdresses. Are you Indian headdresses? Are you saying, Eric, that maybe we should look at things with some nuance? You know, nuance is a super good idea. <laughs> Instead of trying to apply the same standard to everything. Oh, exactly. This book is pretty gruesome i also would say at some yeah. points also pretty stock standard for uh for many genres in manga that dude explodes with oh yeah just spiders erupt out of him it's pretty grotesque yeah that 
I, it bothered me, honestly. I, it's straight out of uh, Junji Ito, isn't it? Yeah, well, some, yeah, there's some of that. I never really thought of this all this much, you know, that uh, Zub must be like a really big manga fan. Because it, it, I don't know, it's uh, it's unique. It's not very, it really isn't all that Western. It it feels like a manga that gets right down to business, and I I like that. No, no, it is very. It does not stand on its laurels. It Mm-mm. is action packed. Yeah, it, they don't uh, they don't waste a lot of time. They get to what's good about the story, and these are all the marks of a very good and confident storyteller. I'm 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 a fan of the Zub. This also it also reminds me of Spirited Away. Um, yeah, it's, the, it's, the, in some ways. the mythological beings. Yeah, exactly. Sure. That that meeting that the old, you know, the the, the, the old gods, I guess, if, mm-hmm. if that's what they are, with that big lumpy thing that's mm-hmm. covered except for one eye. <laughs> you don't know what's under that trash bag. I have no idea what you're talking about, but yes. <laughs> right before the dude explodes. Right before the dude explodes. I'm like way past that. It's like two pages before that, and like you get a shot of all these. Like it's the the, the wrinkled Lyle Landley Japanese dude, mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, the winged got winged. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't know the names of any of these things. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm, anyone does. I, I I go ahead and finish your. Thought. I was just gonna say that big trash bag thing is I, yeah. I, it, interesting. Like it's just like hey, it's a that's a big trash bag guy. Like it's not even humanoid. What is that thing? But it is, I think because it is Japanese mythology, I am not familiar with it. So it isn't like inherently more interesting. Yeah, I was, that is exactly what I was going to say, which is one of the reasons why Spirited Away is, I mean, it's, it's a lot of people's favorite it's mine. Uh, Miyazaki movie. It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's excellent, but I think to, to no small extent, is it the weird Japanese mythology, which is, pretty ill-defined for most of us i have actively tried to research it and i can't find any concise way to learn about it like i tried to read the kajiki and it's a hot mess <laughs> this, this stuff is not easy to research and it's not really clear a lot of the time but um did you uh, read any of the there's the aftermatter in this thing. The, uh, the apocrypha. Yeah, There's a ton. Yeah, it has stuff about it. Um, I don't know how accurate it is, but I will probably. I, I I looked at it and I'm like, I'm. This is probably all really good and really interesting. But um, I did not not for not for this talk. But I probably will. I think I found the the afterword about the trash bag thing. It's the it's the it's the Hyakumi. Ah, uh, hundred eyes. Hundred eyes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it is that you were talking about. It is. That is the trash yeah. bag dude. I like my name. Yeah, trash bag dude. He's, he's covered in. It's got a big. It actually reminded me of an, a different Japanese uh, film, but not. It's they're they're not the same. But um, it's hard for me not just to like the cat girl. Of of I I, I am so over cat girls though. <laughs> So you you have apparently just not been beaten over the head with with cat girls. I have for... not. I have not. I also like uh, absorbing the absorbing girl. Mm-hmm. The... Oh, she's she's rad as hell. I love her. She turns in. Oh my god. By she's... the time she turns in, like has robot arms at the end of them. <laughs> oh, I know. That's the best. Like I, her and uh, her and thug dude that eats ghosts. Ghost eater man. I, I love. The, they're so cool. 
Like, he just like gets stabbed in the gut, and he's just like, Ugh! I need to eat some ghosts. <laughs> yeah, I know. He'll so fix cute. it up. I no, he's so hardcore. I love him. Yeah, no, they're a bunch of weird and interesting characters, which I think is also, I don't know that that kind of imaginative power. It it really speaks to. Um, I don't know, like just it's a very manga thing. I mean, I hate to say that again, but it 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 feels more like manga because I feel like we're mostly just ripping off old X Men characters over and over again, or ripping off the Fantastic Four over and over again. You know, not enough people are going out of their way to create some kind of new power. I'm gonna eat ghosts and punch things. It's yeah. I mean, simple is good. Mm -hmm. That's all he does. Yeah, and the, the, I, ha I have their actual names, but I just I kind of just had shorthand like, hey, it's Cat Girl. Hey, it's uh, mm -hmm. it's Absorbing Girl. Hey, it's the Feelings Girl. Yeah, it's it's that's that's a boy. Oh, is that a boy? Really? That is a that is that is wow. male. I did not realize. Mm -hmm. I, I I is yeah. The name was Nikaido. Yeah, that would be a boy's that name. That would be a, a boy's name. I yeah, no idea. And there's Spider Lady. Ooh. This mm -hmm. seems to be Spider Ladies in fiction a lot. Mm-hmm. Like not even Japanese stuff. Like there I've was one in there was one in Undertale. There's one in Kroll. Kroll? You ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's a weird fantasy movie from the eighties. Mm. It has uh, Liam Neeson in a very small part. It's a it's a decent fantasy movie. Um but there's a a lady who is, you know, like a spider lady in that. That's eighty three, maybe? So I don't know. Obviously Spider Man has uh, Madame Webb. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it's it, I guess it ties into that kind of that Black Widow conceit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not a lot of not not enough spider not enough Spider Man. <laughs> no, just never. just the just the two. Well, there's also Ben Riley and uh, uh, nope, nope, M M Miguel nope. O'Hara, Spider Man nope. 2099. Uh, nope. There's the what happened? What what even happened at 2099? Is he still bopping around? He's still bopping around Marvel Universe. I. We're not. We haven't read it. I don't. Outside of Marvel, I'll say not. No, no Spider Man. No, there are very, very few Spider Men outside of Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I, I cannot condone a person holding a giant spider like it's a baby. That is. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a. It's, it's a pretty really gross. gruesome. Yeah, uh huh. I don't. It's pretty horrifying. It's I, a, they are huge. Too. Yeah, they're I, like the size of like corgis. Yeah, that's not cool. I don't care. Like, I don't. You. That's. Whew. The, the 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 picture when it's she's holding it with its belly up, yeah, oh, like she's gonna no. nuzzle it. It's oh, so no, and her friends are all horrified, and they're she's like, like eh. no, it's it's no, yeah, no, 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 you don't. And I I I wonder about that, like if um, I mean, because that's like an evolutionary thing, you know, that we're scared of spiders, we're scared of spiders and snakes, like that's something like I have no problem with snakes. Some people don't. Oh, but no, I, mean, I know a lot of people hate them. Uh, oh, yeah. But, I mean, we, like, just things that are, it's like when you put that cucumber behind a cat yeah. and it, it freaks out because it probably because it thinks it's a snake. Yep. I mean, it it, pro it has no idea what a snake is, but, you know, if you're afraid of snake-shaped things irrationally, you're probably going to avoid snakes that can probably kill and eat you. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. that will that will mean that you will probably live long enough to reproduce. Yeah, yeah, but that's a good um, thing. I, 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 I mean, cats probably don't have that that fear of spiders. No, mine don't. 
Yeah, they'll they'll just go up and just kill and eat a spider, probably. My cats also have no fear of snakes, but uh, I don't. At least in my experience, none of my cats well, have been afraid of snakes either. Well, Danger is afraid of everything. Harvey's retarded. I mean, and my... Smokey is like Smokey's like a special ops cat. <laughs> I I I it I like in my growing up, all my parents' cats from when I was a child, we've had them killed many several snakes mm-hmm. over the years. We they've we found dead snakes from and the cat has been proud about. Hey, look at this murder I committed! Isn't this great? I am a I am a great cat. I am better than you. Here is a dead thing. The arts in this the art in this is really great. I in I did not really care for it in the first couple issues, but it's really strong. You know, you it, you really grow attached to it by the end. I, I really liked it. It it it. I don't know that the that grotesque stuff. I think is important to the story to a certain extent, and it does really well with that. And I think the the characters look really mm-hmm. nice and. It, it, I it, actually am convinced that they're Asian too, that without like being exaggerated. It's it's kind of in between like realism and uh, manga drawing, and I I like that as well. See the credits. I'm curious if he has the colors. Colors by many people, including mm-hmm. Jim Zub, and uh, also Jim Rouch, or uh, not Jim Rouch. I'm retarded. John Rouch. That's his name. That is that is his name. Yeah, the strongest man in comics. Is that true? Uh, it might be Capullo, but it's one of them for sure. Rouch is, good God, he's like a monster. I saw a video of him picking up a big concrete atlas ball Oof. that weighed as much as I do Jesus. and putting it over a fence. Like you do. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's a friggin' nut. But I, I, I'm, I am a fan of that man. He has been probably my favorite surprise follow uh, on Facebook. Seeing him lift heavy stuff and color comic books, it's like I can I be you when I when I grow up. He's two years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. It's not. <laughs> God, I'm watching that. What's his face eat ghosts? He's the best ghost guy. You don't learn their names. <laughs> I have them written. I know. Like it's of course it is like hard. You know, like, I used to watch a show called Tenchi Moyo. Are you familiar? No. You're not really missing anything. Okay. Um, you might watch one of the movies at some point, and that would be all you would need. But there are, I don't know, there's a good half dozen characters, uh, half dozen to a dozen main characters, and they all have names with Japanese phonetics, you know? Uh, uh, all I can remember is... Uh, Ryoko, and I can't remember the princess's name, but that's the, the, the all the Japanese names kind of blend together for us. I mean, I took four semesters of Japanese, and when I meet people, I can remember their names, but for some reason, Japanese fiction, the names never stick for me, and I think it's it's challenging. I think for most Western readers of uh, of manga, that Japanese names just don't stick in our mind so i have no idea who any of these characters what their names are his name is shirai okay that's that's right enough yeah um that yeah i i went down i like i was like looking for a wiki just to like i could read Mm -hmm. them all at once but i went through and wrote them down because there's no uh, good wiki uh for it yet that's a shame that's how you know you've really made it there's very few comics that actually have comprehensive wikis 
just uh, the wicked and the divine, wicked and divine. or the divine. Wicked and or the divine. Um, Saga has one, you know, and, and of course, superhero comics have mm-hmm. more rep- uh, more comprehensive than um, obviously a lot of indie books. But I would expect some super fan would have put one together, but they have, they have yet to do so. It's, of course, it's not a super old book. It's only had like thirteen issues out at this point. I guess I do remember that that girl's name is Ayame because yeah. that's a pretty stock standard name well that's... plus an, another character is also named ayami is that mean something ayami it i mean or is usually... it just hey like no like that these people have the same name or is it just cause oh it feels that... i think that that woman is the source of the cat thing okay like if you if uh, we didn't read the description of the monster people at the end but i'm sure that it says something about why that connection is there but I'm positive that's that's not a gun that doesn't fire. That is something that we're supposed to pick up on. Okay, I, I thought it that like it was something, but I yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a relatively common girl's name. There's a character in Dead, it, or, Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden that is yeah. called Ayane. Yeah, it's it's that's Ayane. This is her name is Ayami, I think. Maybe it is a Yane. I thought it was a Yane Inc. I might Again, be I have to look, I have to I'm looking. Look I'm looking at the thing that describes what she is, but it doesn't say her name at all. I have to go. I'm looking at the scene between them. It just says. It just says Neko Musume over and over the, again. When they're fighting the Turtles. Um, yeah. It's all the way back at the beginning. When she buys her, she's Ayane. Yeah. Okay. Then that is definitely the the Ninja Girl's name from Dead or Alive. Yes. That is that is absolutely that that same name. She buys her milk. Yes. Strawberry milk. Strawberry milk, that's a very Japanese thing. I like strawberry milk. I, no thank you. (laughs) Milk is weird enough without flavor to put sugar and fruit in it is strange to me. Chocolate milk? No? No. Definitely not. I mean, but not even, like, in concept? When it's ice cream, yes. Okay. (laughs) I think there's a difference there. Do you think, um... Do you think Rory Lane is colorblind? She has the worst goddamn outfits. I think she's just a teenager. I guess so. They're terrible. I think everyone else, like, their design is great. Hers is awful <laughs> in, like, every single thing. It you, don't really, like her, I, you don't like her evil unicorn sweater? That I did enjoy. I, I could see myself wearing that on a t-shirt. She eventually just gets to where she's wearing uniforms, I think. Yeah. I mean, what is she wearing at the end? Like, I do think that Ayani is, um, I, I like the way she dresses a lot better. No, at the end, she's still got her weird pastiche okay. outfit. I don't know, she doesn't have, you don't have to wear every color. It reminds me of, like, uh, that mid-2000s kind of punk mm-hmm. aesthetic. No, it feels, uh, well, I was gonna say, like, maybe late 90s, but mid-2000s works, too. Well, I mean. Early, early 2000s. I don't know, uh, Avril Lavigne. Yes, absolutely. Which, yeah, no thank you. I don't know. I, it could look better. I wish that she was color-themed more, and it was stuff that looked good with that horrible red hair. It's a weird thing to complain about, because I think the coloring in this is really good. Yeah, it's really good. I, I, really wonder, if, I, I wonder if it's in the script that like everything has to clash, because that would make a lot of sense. Because it, the, the, I mean, the color is strong. It's excellent. I mean... There's a reason I follow John Rauch on uh, on on Facebook. It's because he's really good at coloring stuff. You know, he's very much in that. Um, is it Hollingsworth? Matt Hollingsworth, color and Matt. Yes. 
Yeah, color and Matt. Well, Matt, Matt. Well, there's two. There's Matt Wilson is color and Matt, and there's also Matt Hollingsworth. Okay. They're both. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember uh, Matt Wilson. There. Matt Wilson. Yes, he colors Wicked in the Vine. Uh, yes. Thor, uh, Jason Aaron, and Jason Aaron and Russell yes. Bowderman's Thor. That is the gentleman that I'm thinking of. Um, that I think that they're all really buying into the zeitgeist of bright colors and um, like really good compliments, you know. Really right. bold, bold statements of color. I'm for but it. I, I, no, I think it's it's a good trend. It's better than when everything, like you know, yeah, that's. I mean, I, like years I, ago, everything I, was orange and blue, and that was it. Well, I just thought of it like I'm like I just as long as it's not dark. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's like so many comic books for are just oh, like yeah. hey, here's some dark blues and some dark grays, and it's dark. I'm like yeah, color is a good idea. I I I support it. But I, I don't know. I, I would like to see if uh, Zub put that in the script. If I think if, he publishes uh, most of his scripts. Does he really? Like or a on lot his of website? them. You go to his website. There's a lot of his scripts. I don't know if he has any waywards up there. I know I've, I've read them before. I like just to, to see what his scripting style is. Um, it's very formal. Uh, but he puts a lot of stuff out. He has like in his website is great. If uh, you anyone out there who's not look when his website has not just about like he like he has extensive things about how he like his process like even to the point of where like how to pitch a comic like if you That's create great. stuff like that like he has a lot of really like good resource if you want to make a comic book like. Mm-hmm. That's like, awesome. Hey, you want to script? Here's how to script a comic book. Like it may not be work. It may not exactly work for you, but here is a place to start. Here are yeah. example scripts. Here is how I pitch comic books. Like a lot of great stuff. It's jimzub.com is a lot of great stuff and blogs I'll about. And he talks about uh, even talks about sales and like how his books, how like the sales figures on. I think Skull Kickers is the the one example he has used because it was the one that's run the longest and mm-hmm. how the numbers like he, he talks about how he's lost money, you know, on certain books and then gained it back, you know, and, and the, as the tale has grown on it, as the book has gone on longer, you know, it's getting more and more profitable, but you know, that initial effort to get it yeah. long running is really difficult. Like it's, it's really interesting to talk about the comic book industry. He's very open and honest about it, which. So who, you know, who published Skull Kickers? Skullkickers. Was I it? Uh, thought was Image, but I'm not sure. For some reason, I wanted to say it was Udon, but it's it, it sounds like it is a creative creator own thing where he was paying for his own artist. From based on what you're saying, based on that initial expense, that sounds like what that is. I know Justin Jordan like pays for all of his artists, and you know I'm not sure. I I don't stuff. remember it off the top of my head. It it was I don't. It wasn't necessarily about necessarily. I think it was more just straight up sales figures and like mm-hmm. the the simple, the very simple like them. You know they have those skull kicker like big hard hardcover collections, mm-hmm. and he just talks about the simple fact like how much they cost to produce and mm-hmm. like. I don't know, like getting them how many they print. It's yeah, it was published by Image, but I, Image is very. I, again, I, he talks about this in more, much more depth than I can recollect. But he talks about how you know he he has a lot of. I think all the creators at Image have a lot of input on how these series are collected and oh, yeah. sold as trades and hardcover collections. You know when they are run long enough and. I think that he talks about like they have to make a decision: should they do this or should they just keep selling trades? And it's it's really interesting. Um, I don't. This, this is a, a really 
know, solid action packed comic in, mm-hmm. with a lot of I don't know. There's not a lot of like character depth or anything in it. Um, but it's a fun like trying to think of like i can't think of like i guess buffy would be a comparison in mm-hmm. that like it's like a li- like a lighter but there you know there's some dramatic depth there but it's not you know it's not going to be uh you know like a like solid character piece only you know there's tons mm-hmm. of sword fighting and this and people getting hit with uh spikes bats i mean why not i i mean i'm for it in general especially when you're fighting turtle monsters mhm got to get you to that it- Get through it's, that show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... I don't know, man. It's great. It's, it is... it is. If you like action manga, this is an American version of action manga. Very well executed. If, if you like Spirited Away, you should definitely be reading this. Definitely should have read it. Yeah. You should have read it at this point. Why haven't you read this? <laughs> that was your homework. Yeah, that's... Yeah, homework. You can watch this weird picture of this cat girl hugging spiders. Oh, God. It's so upsetting. It's red. It really bothers me. Mm. God. I'm just getting flashbacks to arachnophobia. Never watched it. Uh, do you not like spiders? I'm largely indifferent to spiders. Then watch that movie, and then you'll understand what my childhood was like. That's fine. My childhood, my childhood was like spiders. Childhood was fear was completely inspired by that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anything else you want to talk about in this book? Not so much. Um, I'm glad we did talk about um, cultural appropriation, but I, 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 I can't think of anything else really to criticize it. Um, it's just good. I want more of a schoolgirl turning into robot arms. I want more guy punching ghosts and getting stabbed. Tengu with their eyeballs popping out. I, I, from what I've gathered, this book does has done pretty well. So I, 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 I sincerely hope so. I mean, judging by the people that have done all these covers, people are really getting on board with it. And I like that. That makes me happy. All right, folks. That was Wayward. Numbers 1 through 10. Jim Zub, Steve Cummings. Uh, definitely recommend it. Good comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, next week, we are doing Black Science. Reminder, Mateo Scalera, Rick Reminder, his, his proper name, proper due. Yes. Uh, volumes 1 through 3, was it 16 issues? Uh, widely available. 16. Uh, I believe there, you can also get a, there's a hardcover, I don't know if that's, that's the first two or whatever. But the, th- those three trades are out and uh, at your local comic book shop and or the internet. Please read along with us. We appreciate it. Enjoy, the, enjoy our discussion. Um, contribute your own points through the internet. Question mark? Mm-hmm. Question mark. We, th- that will do it for this week. Uh, speaking of the internet, we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Uh, everything there, uh, links to all the, all the stuff, uh, facebook.com slash Hour, Twitter at hbchour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Reach out to us any of those places. Uh, you know, if you have anything to say about the book we're reading or anything you would like us to read or, you know, things like that, let us know. Uh, please, if you uh, like the show, give us a five-star review, subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcaster service you use. It really helps us out, uh, helps more people find the show, obviously, word of mouth is also greatly appreciated. Uh, let your comic book loving friends know about us. Uh, let's see. I am on Twitter at MixedMasterCereal. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? What a good question. 
you can look at my things by going to freewillunlimited.com. There you will see my portfolio, and you will see all my weird internet things at ericzgoodnight.com. Most of the things I get up to online, including my Instagram, where I'm known as EZ Goodnight, and also my Twitter, where I'm known as Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. With that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. Thank <laughs> you.